0: Good afternoon and welcome to the Thursday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute Coming up this afternoon, Glendale Allen-Vossler will chat with the co-founder of the Dumore Agriculture Foundation. And up first in today's country comment, I'll talk with Scott Duguid, the Associate Director of the Morden Research and Development Centre. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon, you're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. Manitoba Pulse and soybean growers held a dry bean research tour at the Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada Research Centre in Morden yesterday. Scott Duguid is the Associate Director of the Morden Research and Development Centre.
1: The station has here been here since 1915 and we're 107 years old at this point. And the research has evolved over the years from being a sheep, sheep and sheep herding op- research to cattle, horses, chickens, turkeys, but we've moved into pulses now oil seeds and cereals and we conduct research on genetics uh, and breeding and uh, pathology of pulse crops in particular that we're here today looking at Uh, but also in oil seeds and uh, cereals and uh, we probably have the largest number of plant pathologists in any one center in in canada at located here at morden and we work on all the diseases that you would find in these crops so uh, we have uh, and then we have geneticists that uh, look for resistance and uh, the breed or such uh, to develop the uh, bean crops and the soybean crops for western Canada.
0: Yeah I guess just talk about you know the data that's collected here and, and how that gets used
1: so the data that's collected is used in a couple ways one is that uh, the data that comes out of here is used to recommend varieties for registration of bean varieties across western canada and uh, but it's also that data gets then utilized in by growers to uh, see which you know what particular varieties of beans would fit their area of production uh, their rotation their area and uh, so the data that's generated for yield, uh, disease resistance, and uh, the quality of the seed goes into that decision of what the farmer is going to produce and uh, market. And so by look, getting this data off, off the fields, and Morden is one site, but there's other sites such as Portage of Prairie, uh, Carmen, and across uh, Western Canada as a whole that we get that data from and as used to look at what are the best varieties for those particular areas. And then the farmer has a a number of choices that they can use for their production. How much land is here that that you're running trials on? So this field here is about 20 acres uh, in total. On station here, we have a full section of land, which is uh, 640 acres. Uh, About 400 of that is in production Uh, and uh, That we're rotating crops through Uh, about a third of it will be in research plots two-thirds of it will be in cover crops because we need to provide that rotation for the research crops so they it's nice and uniform for the crops uh, trials when they come into the field and we also take care of weeds and that just like on a on a farmer's field Uh, we have to do the rotate the crops rotate the chemistries that we have in terms of herbicides and insecticides and fungicides That
0: was Scott Duguid. He's the Associate Director of Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada's Morden Research and Development Centre. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Canute. The challenges and stress in agriculture can be overwhelming at times, especially when a lot of factors are out of your control. Matt and Leslie Kelly run a 7,500-acre grain farm in central Saskatchewan. And over the last few years have opened the conversation around mental health and the importance of reaching out for help by talking about their own struggle. Working through it and, and just being honest with yourself, um, you know, not trying to
2: suffer in silence and, you know, maybe pick up that phone and have that simple conversation if that helps, but also utilizing some of the things that are already out, out there, like uh, the, the farmer's stress line, you know, there there's a lot of good things there that come from it and,
0: and, and yeah, not to be uh, fearful of it. Leslie is also the co-founder of Do More Agriculture, a mental health organization, aimed specifically at farmers. Matt and Leslie Kelly were part of the Thanks for Farming tour held in Saskatchewan. Beekeepers have been detecting the beginning stages of wax moth infestations within dead-out equipment throughout the province. Rob Curry is head of the Department of Entomology at the University of Manitoba
3: beekeepers have been scrambling to replace what they can and try and split colonies that they can but uh, you know it's been a really really poor uh, spring for doing that so as a result of that <laughs> um, there's a lot fewer bee colonies in Manitoba this year and unfortunately the uh, equipment doesn't sh- disappear when the bees die so uh, the beekeepers are left with huge stacks of these boxes that they would normally be putting on colonies for Uh, collecting honey and uh, you know they're they're kind of worried that when all this comb is is in storage that it might become infested by this test this wax moth
0: and arctic gateway group has received up up to 147.6 million dollars through a federal provincial partnership to support national interest in northern manitoba The Arctic Gateway Group is a partnership between 41 First Nation and Bayline communities. The Hudson Bay Railway, owned and operated by the Arctic Gateway Group, is the only affordable year-round all-weather mode of transportation for both passenger and freight trains to access several northern Manitoba communities. The investments will be distributed over two years and support a program of significant upgrades as well as the operation and maintenance of the Hudson Bay Railway. That was a look at today's Farm News. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Egg Wire for Thursday, August 4th. I'm Corey Canute. coming up today Glendalee Allen Vossler chats with the co-founder of the Dumore Agriculture Foundation. The challenges and stress in agriculture can be overwhelming at times, especially when a lot of factors are out of your control. today Glendalee Allen Vossler shines the spotlight on the importance of taking care of your own mental health and the benefits of reaching out for help or to talk to someone when you're struggling. Today, she chats with Matt and Leslie Kelly about their struggles and how they pulled through and helped open up the conversation around mental health. The couple run a 7,500-acre grain farm in central Saskatchewan. Leslie is also the co-founder of Do More Agriculture, a mental health organization aimed specifically at farmers.
4: Set the stage for us. Talk to us a little bit about why this hits home for you so much.
5: Yeah, it hits home so much because I went through postpartum depression after having our second child and I watched my husband struggle with anxiety and panic attacks and sometimes panic attacks right in front of me and not knowing what to do or what to say or where to go to for help. So our fireside chat is all about how to support each other and how to have those conversations and how how to help our neighbors who are going through hard times.
4: Matt, when we talk about mental health, it's it's really important, especially in agriculture, there's so many challenges that producers are dealing with and so many challenges That are out of our
1: control
2: oh yeah i agree like um you know dealing with mother nature the market prices and everything like that there's uh, and also the family component too there there's a lot of things that are tied into into agriculture not just growing a crop and harvesting a crop it's it's there's a lot of things in the mix there right Uh, that can add to you know the the mental state of you know trying to understand what's going on and then you know trying to even get direction with it uh you know trying to understand you know how to cope right that's that's the biggest thing like coping mechanisms
4: As a producer that, uh, as we've heard, has had some challenges, like many of us do, what are some things, some signs maybe, that you can share with producers that if you're feeling this way or you're thinking this way, maybe step back, take a look and say, you know what, I need to talk to somebody. I need to reach out and, and, and talk to someone
2: well yeah like i can only speak to about myself and what i went through um it's a very confusing thing and not understanding it and you know sometimes people have a hard time putting it into words Just understanding that, you know, uh, you know, it can be just as simple as uh, making a phone call, uh, talking to a neighbor or a confidant, you know, just even, you know, not sitting on the tractor and getting caught up in it in your mind and stuff like that. And, and, you know, finding different outlets in order to to get rid of that anxiety that I deal with or that mental uh, issue, Um, you know, the. Uh, trying to understand it and you know put it to words you know I think uh, it's a difficult thing but uh, working through it and and just being honest with yourself um, you know not trying to suffer in silence and you know maybe pick up that phone and have that simple conversation if that helps but also utilizing some of the things that are already out out there like uh, the the farmer stress line you know there there's a lot of good things there that come from it and 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 yeah not to be uh, fearful of it too, right? Just to uh, sit and suffer in silence and not understand what to do. You know there are people out there that can help you, and and just be honest with yourself. It's it, it will get better. You have to believe in that, also. So,
4: and the farmer's stress line is anonymous. Now, now, Leslie, what was it like? You struggled. Your husband was struggling. How are you, were you able to to help get? through all of this. Yeah, I didn't know what
5: help really looked like for Matt. I recall one afternoon coming home and he was having a panic attack in our living room and just getting um, to have him focus on my breathing and, and holding him really tight. And after that, we had a conversation um, and I asked some, some questions as to, you know, what what do you need? What does help look like? And he said, "Well, I don't know what I need." And that was when we took a, a step back and really uh, took our health, um, physical and mental, uh, as a priority on the farm, and had lots of conversations, brought in uh, a support system, and went through the things. Uh, we tried different things and went through uh, what could uh, help us both preventative and long term, and both both in the moment too, because. Farming, it's amazing, but it comes with some high-stress moments. And uh, so for us, we incorporated mental health with Baby Steps on the farm. And for us, it was just an overall um, healthy and positive approach that it is okay to have these hard times, and it is okay to have bad days, and it is also okay to ask for help.
4: And that everybody does, Mm -hmm. right?
5: Yeah, yeah. Farming, uh, we are so grateful to to do what we do and to know that we aren't alone in this, that so many others uh, have gone through these struggles and that uh, there is help out there.
4: It can be a, a hard thing to pick up that phone and make that call, but it can be the best thing you ever do. It's
5: one of the hardest but most important steps Uh, in in the journey that we found that asking for help, because sometimes we didn't even know that we needed help, but it was that gentle encouragement from our loved ones from our friends that said, hey no matter what, we're here for you and we love you
4: What is the one thing that you would like, we talked about uh, making that call reaching out for help what is the one thing that you would like to leave with people today? The one thing that
5: I would uh, leave with here today is for everyone to know that um, that it is okay to have those hard moments and to be there for each other and to help each other through those hard moments. Um, We're human and we're we're farmers going through some hard challenges and times and to be there for someone, to help someone feel heard and seen, is, uh, it can be life-saving and life-changing for someone and for yourself.
4: Leslie, uh, you really you and Matt have really opened the door to the issue around mental health and farming and agriculture. Do you think we 're making strides?:
5: Oh, absolutely. Um, over the past five or five to six years that Matt and I have shared our stories and journey, journeys and watched others do the same and see so many other um, organizations and support systems uh, come into um, efforts or or help our industry. It's made such a huge difference, but also knowing that we have long strides um, to make as well. So uh, we knew this wasn't going to be a one or two year thing, that this was going to be a journey, but a worthwhile journey for our industry.
4: Matt, key message that you would like to leave with producers?
2: It's okay not to be okay, um, but also, you know, suffering in silence doesn't do anybody any good. Um, You know, it's okay to reach out, and you know, you don't have to put it out publicly or on social media or whatever. You know, just making that simple phone call, just and and trust that it's going to be you know, things are going to get better. I think that's the key thing there, and, and, and put your pride aside. And, yeah, it's, life's a journey, and, you know, if you, those simple things that you can do or can make a huge di- uh, difference in your life. So, yeah, I just think reach out
4: it really is it's a it's a long journey it's a it's a tough journey there's no doubt about that leslie for people that are listening to us today and are are looking for help and not quite sure where to turn where can they go
5: there's lots of resources out there and uh, the do more agriculture foundation has a list of resources tailored to your provincial um, areas but also regional and local so uh, that would be at do
4: Some key information there for producers, but really for anyone that may be struggling right now. I've been talking with Matt and Leslie Kelly. They were part of the Thanks for Farming tour in Saskatchewan. For Golden West, I'm Glendalee Allen-Bossler.
0: Thanks, Glendalee. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. On behalf of Glenda Lee-Allen Vossler, I'm Corey Knut. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. The Roland 4-H Museum is open throughout the month of August. Hours are 1 to 4 p.m. The Cultivate Sustainability Conference and Trade Show is planned for September 7th at the RBC Convention Centre in Winnipeg. Go to foodbeveragesmb.ca. And looking ahead, Manitoba Forage and Grassland Association is hosting the 5th Annual Regenerative Agriculture Conference November 14th and 15th in Brandon. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Thursday afternoon. As we heard earlier, Manitoba Pulse and Soybean Growers held a dry bean research tour yesterday at Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada's Morden Research and Development Centre. One of the presenters was Breeder Hou.
6: With the breeding, EFC breeding program at Morden, we focus on variety development. So we work with a, a number of different market classes of beans. But uh, recent years, we focus on three major bean types that are more popularly glow, growing in Manitoba, including pinto bean, that's the navy bean. Those two are the most popular bean types. And the black bean is also very popular here. So we focus on these three types, but we also work on a few other types like uh, cranberry, kidney, green northern uh, yellow bean, uh, different types. Yeah, variety development. We spend so much time and we are supported by EFC and Manitoba Pulse and the soybean growers. And we try to release the, the more elite varieties for production in this area. And we also p- spend so much time on knowledge production uh, with the Genetics, agronomy on different trees like disease resistance. I talk about the disease resistance for the popular diseases here, uh, like a CBB, coming bacterial blight, uh, anthracnose, and white mold and a root rot. We spend more time now. It's very difficult disease to work with, but we work with pathologists, molecular biologists. We collaborate with the AFC breeders, scientists, and also university researchers from CDC from uh, uh, Guelph. So uh, yeah, uh, we have MPSG with the yield trials. We also run a, a registration trial. I talked about it a co-op trial. We, we conducted four locations uh, to help these breeders from public, from private industry uh, to obtain the yield data uh, for their breeding materials uh, in order to register in Canada. So yeah, we, we spend a lot of time uh, at the at Mordin and the different locations like Winkler, Carmen, Portage. Uh, in the end, we hope to per, to release the, the, the best variety for, for our producers in this area.
0: What are some things that stand out, um, results that, that you've been seeing here?
6: Uh, I mentioned the two varieties we released, uh, especially the AFC Scotty and New Cranberry Bean. Yeah, it has very good yield potential. And I also have, has the resistance to anthracnose. So I, I mentioned it has been granted to Cantera Seas. And uh, they are marketing with their sister company, Meridian Seas, and, and in this area. Uh, so that's a new variety. And we focus on uh, publications of uh, genetics on a few traits, like I mentioned earlier, on resistance to bacteria, to anthracnose uh, and quality. So years back uh, there was an issue, there was a concern people mentioned, people paid a, a lot of attention to it was hard seed. So I heard often that people say okay, there were bean varieties we produce here, they, they had uh, so much uh, high percentage of stone seed. So we've been working on that, on genetics, on breeding selections so that we get rid of that a that bad treat, so, and also working with other quality food scientists on, on the quality side. So there are many aspects in variety development that we have to research into. So as a breeding, and, and uh, uh, breeder, uh, yeah, that it's very, it's growing, it's a young program, but it's growing, it's, it's growing to this pretty large program now today.
0: That was Anfu Ho. He's a breeder at the AAFC Morden Research and Development Center. He was part of a dry bean research tour held yesterday by Manitoba Pulse and soybean growers. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. Keystone Agricultural Producers has issued a special alert concerning wax moth prevention. Beekeepers have been detecting the beginning stages of wax moth infestations within dead-out equipment throughout the province. Rob Curry is head of the Department of Entomology at the University of Manitoba.
3: And the best thing to do is really uh, keep a, a sharp eye out for the adults. And, um, you know, the moths, uh, you know, they always talk about a moth, drew, drawn to a flame, they're drawn to light and things like that. And uh, you can put light traps up with soapy water under them. You can put black lights up. You can just kind of monitor uh, lights in, in your sheds where you've got these things stored. I wouldn't recommend keeping the light on. Uh, but, you know, watch for the adult moth, so kind of little uh, dirty
0: brown moth. Mental health was a big focus of the Thanks for Farming tour held in Winkler last week. Chris Beaudry is a farmer from Saskatchewan and was a coach with the 2017-2018 Humboldt Broncos, the team involved in the bus accident. He was asked about the importance of talking about mental health. It's the fact that it's more than we make it out to be that these things are more than just our emotions, that they come, they're, they're learned habits. And because it's a learned habit, it's something that can change, and that we're the only ones that can change it. It actually invites us to be fully responsible for our lives. And when we become fully responsible, it means that most of the things happening in our lives are up to us. The focus of Beaudry's presentation last week was the unpredictable nature of farming. And Environment Canada says hail that fell during a storm in central Alberta on Monday was bigger than expected. The weather agency says the hail ranged from the size of a pea to a softball as the storm passed through the Rocky Mountain House and Red Deer areas. A meteorologist says the size of the hail was not record-breaking, but video posted on social media showed drivers pulled over and covering their heads as hail smashed through the windows. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Knut. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll hear from CAP President Bill Campbell. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can join us back here tomorrow starting at 12 noon.